0: This is Roof English Radio with Adam, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster Roof. Hello, Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. And thank you for joining us on this, the first full week of the new year. We start by looking back at the week in Iceland. And even though it is the first few days of a brand new year, there is plenty to talk about. Doing that today with my colleague, Oda Thotherson, here at Roof. Oda, hi. Hi. Happy New Year. Glethaliknitao. Glethaliknitao. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did you have a good time? Yes, I did, yeah. You were telling me you got ill. So. Yeah, I got ill. So, uh,
1: <laughs> unconventional New Year's Eve, but still uh, a very nice. Nice and cozy. Pizza instead of steak.
0: Yes. And it was the first time that we had spent New Year in Iceland and not gone out on New Year's Eve. And so we witnessed the fireworks from our home. Yeah. And we're up on the hill. We get quite a good view of the city. And my goodness.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what a show. But, but I'm not sure how they do New Year's Eve abroad. At, at least in Iceland, everybody can buy fireworks. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah, it's not like organized
0: by the local council or no, um, well, I think fireworks in the UK are really more about Guy Fawkes Night, mm, the first, oh yeah, fifth yeah. of November. But the big cities and the towns will do the fireworks display. So if you're in London, for example, at New Year, you aren't setting off your own fireworks. You know that's yeah. all being done for you. But here, it really is down to everyone to set off fireworks in their garden, isn't it? Yeah. Or it seems that way at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you
1: got to you got a showcase. In every neighbourhood. Yes,
0: and it was quite a show. Okay, as I said, we are just into 2024, but a big news story right out of the gate on Friday concerning the parliamentary ombudsman and his determination that the food minister had acted unlawfully, illegally, are are we saying not in in compliance with the law, essentially, when the whaling ban was brought in one day before the season started last year. So where are we on this?
1: Well, uh, we haven't got a vote of no confidence yet, mainly because Parliament hasn't been in session since the new year. Uh, We were talking earlier, we think it's, what, January 22nd that Parliament is in session again. Uh, And uh, it's pretty likely that very soon after uh, we will get a vote of no confidence uh, on uh, the hands of uh, the food minister. Mm -hmm. And it is... uh, we we don't really know whether the uh, whether the majority, uh, especially the Independence Party, will whether they will uh, defend their colleague in the government or if they will seek to vote. Uh, her out of office, yes. which is highly possible, and no one
0: really knows yet what will happen. So. What happens to the government in that situation? Because we should just underline, of course, there are three different parties that make up the government and the Food Minister isn't one of those parties, the Independence Party is not one of those parties. Mm-hmm. So you could have, as you say, government colleagues turning on each other in this very yes. real way. Well, what's the consequence of that for government?
1: Probably uh uh, a new general election, probably. Uh, the, the government would split and rift apart.
0: Uh, so you don't think it would be able to hold together after
1: something not like probably, that. No, yeah. probably not. Uh, because if you vote uh, for uh, a vote of no confidence yeah. against your colleague or a member of your coalition, mm. um, you're essentially saying we don't trust the other party, uh, mm. so we just have to break up government and... and
0: uh, you know, yeah. hold new elections. But that's about saying it explicitly. I think it's it's pretty clear, isn't it, that the governing parties, whether or not they, I mean, they haven't said that explicitly in that way, but they they don't all love each other. No, <laughs> as, no, no. no. They, this stand. has been a very hard
1: <laughs> and and straining uh, coalition, um, yeah. and. Uh, in many ways, uh, the government was—I uh, don't want to say lucky—but still, uh, when when COVID happened, they mm. they were able to just focus on this uh, crisis, this health emergency, and yeah. not focus on politics on a day-to-day basis. And uh, the opposition was uh, adamant in in mm. pointing this out, uh, saying you 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 get off scot-free because you don't have to talk about. The political instabilities, you know, in
0: your yeah. policies. and that was true for so many governments around the world, wasn't yes, it? That they, they yes. got away, to, you know, to to use that phrase advisedly, they got mm-hmm. away with not having to talk about other issues.
1: Yeah, because there were so pressing issues in yeah. the health emergency. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and maybe we're seeing some cracks form. We, we've certainly seen cracks form before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the uh, the sale of Iceland's and, uh, mm. and the wailing ban last summer, uh, we saw cracks forming in the coalition and certainly we're seeing it now. Uh, and it's probably more uh, dangerous for the uh, ruling parties now than it ever has been. Uh, it's probably yeah. closer to the finish uh, yes. line for them than more so than it has been in the past yeah. so.
0: And it's worth explaining again I think isn't it that this decision by the parliamentary ombudsman it's not about the morality of whaling or, or the lack of morality of whaling it's simply about the decision that was taken and the way that it was taken. Mm-hmm. And as the ombudsman sees it the only company that still does whaling in Iceland not having a chance to respond not having enough time to respond to the decision mm-hmm. that's the, the, the that's where the supposed lack of compliance with the law comes from
1: yeah yeah let's recap a bit because last summer uh, the food minister banned whaling uh, like you said in a very strange fashion it was the day before whaling was supposed to start yes uh, which was a, a very strange decision for the people working in the whaling industry whether you um, think positively about the whaling industry or negatively Mm. uh still these people were on the way to work they had planned out the money they were getting from the job they were assigned to do Mm. and uh one day before nothing you know nothing comes of it you know the the whaling season has been cancelled so this was a really strange decision a very weird sort of uh way of doing uh governing so um, and and Yeah,
0: but what's interesting about this, much of this is interesting, but what I find interesting in that regard is the Minister of Food at the time, as I remember, she had said that her reading of a different law, the animal welfare law, meant that whaling had to be stopped at that yeah. point. So she was relying on a legal defense as well for her decision. And, mm-hmm. and it's interesting, isn't it? That, that you know This has come down to the parliamentary ombudsman making a different legal interpretation about a different law, yeah, essentially, yeah. or yeah. a different set of laws.
1: Yeah, and uh, I, I I don't actually think that the whaling ban was other than politically motivated. It was just... the uh, It was a way for uh, the left green movement and mm-hmm. for the food minister, Svante Straustotter, to, you know be seen and, uh, you know, uh, sort of uh, showing what she is capable of. Just as the Independence Party is capable of making swift decisions and, and showing their power and their might, uh, the left-green movement can do that also. Mm. And this was her way of showing that, I think. So it was a pol- politically motivated chess piece
0: move. I yeah, think. and the politics of this, the prime minister has said that she doesn't think that this is a resignation issue. Does, does, can we go as far as to say that she is therefore supporting the food minister? Yes, she is. Yes, yeah. she's standing behind her. In this.
1: Definitely, yeah. They're good okay. friends. They're in the same party, and uh, yeah, I think she's uh, adamantly supporting her.
0: Right. So there's no yeah. way now, really, that the, the the government can save itself, or the left greens can save their place in the government by deciding to fire yeah. the minister of food. That's just not going to happen.
1: And let's just remember, uh, we had uh, opinion polls coming in. Uh, yes. I think it was last week showing the left-greens with only 6.7% of the votes, uh, which means they were almost swept out of parliament. Mm, Uh, mm. If if those results were uh, actually actualized, uh, we would see the left-green movement uh, and its influence in the parliament shrink dramatically.
0: And the Independence Party down to 18%, which I think is the lowest that's been seen in those
1: surveys. Historic, yes.
0: So the government is not popular. It's the governing parties are not popular. Yeah. The, is the idea of the government popular? It doesn't seem to be. No, uh,
1: and this is very typical of uh, of like, I mean, we've we've had this go- government for what seven years now, mm. I think seven mm. or six or seven years, and uh, it's just I think tiredness from the general public with uh, this government. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we we get bored and, and tired of of governments that have been in power so long yeah. so uh, it's uh, what we call which is uh, I don't know if you have like an English word for it but uh, when you're unhappy with the current leader uh, you tend to uh, look to others uh, up and coming uh, yes up and coming yes. politicians who are not in power
0: when is the next election due
1: um
0: 2025 I think next year it's next yeah now next year yeah next year. Year. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I think so uh yeah. but Please don't uh, email me. That's if it lasts. Yes. If this one lasts. This is uh, is something we always say about the uh, the current uh, coalition, if it'll last, if it'll last.
0: Well, as you say, it's already lasted for seven years, albeit with a bit of rejigging in the last election. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that may well have an impact on any election when it comes is the wage negotiations Mm -hmm. that are taking place at the moment. And once again, we've seen the chair of the union Epling appearing mm-hmm. on our screens, but looking a lot happier than she was this time last year, I yeah. think it's fair to say. Yeah. Because a year ago, Epling, the union, and SA, which is basically the Confederation of Business mm-hmm. in Iceland, were really at each other's throats, weren't they, for quite a few weeks and months. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was like a, a Cold War. Essentially. Yeah, it was yeah. just like, uh, it went before courts, it was in the media, uh, and, and people just throwing dung about, really. Um, so... Uh, so seeing them now uh, in such harmony, all of them, uh, yes. banding
0: together, it's 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 truly weird. Because they both sides have said, look, inflation's a real problem. We've got to work together to get inflation down. And you mm-hmm. think, well, okay, that's the sort of thing that they have to say. Mm-hmm. But they do seem to be, whether or not it's going to succeed in getting inflation down, at this stage they do seem to be getting on well and working better
1: together. Yeah. And the thing that they're sort of doing is... Uh, Banding together and then pointing their fingers towards the government, saying that they are responsible for the high inflation, they are responsible for high interests, and uh, they have to do something and they have to be brought to the table to negotiate with us to uh, find solutions for the general public.
0: That's interesting. So... The bosses then, I guess, are not going along with any idea that, for example, it's unions asking for too much money for their workers. They're not really, no. Elsewhere.
1: It's, yeah, yeah. the blame is elsewhere. And, and they're kind of trying to paint a picture of we're so uh, responsible, we're not raising prices, we're not doing this and that, we are thinking about the general public, we are thinking mm. of the folk in the land. Um, the government is not. They are uh, raising their prices, they are raising uh, uh, interest, and mm. they are uh, not... Uh, controlling inflation so it's it's their fault fault. and and these sworn enemies uh, AppLink and SA are are bending together almost to point their fingers at at the government
0: and the central bank like many banks around the world has been jacking up interest rates in the hope that that brings down inflation yeah inflation has come down a little bit but it's not it's not plummeting from from its from its heights and maybe people are maybe what unites Epling and SA is an idea that raising interest rates is not working to bring down inflation and something else has to happen.
1: Exactly, yeah. And that is the government's... Yeah, they, they got the ball in their field, yeah. uh, one would say.
0: So what are they asking for? then? I mean, they're saying that... I guess they're saying that raising interest rates isn't working and it's hurting people, so we can fix that. But do they have any other ideas that we can, we can see for bringing inflation down?
1: Um no they're essentially just saying the government has to yeah, do something yeah, to step yeah, in yeah, yeah, uh, i'm yeah. not sure if they're proposing any other uh, measures uh, they're just uh, th- they have been saying we are uh, demanding quite uh, sort of sort of uh, comfortable uh, pay rises for mm. uh, for the bosses and the corporations and the companies we are not going overboard in our uh, in our demands for higher pay. So Mm. we are taking responsibility. We are showing that we care, that we can't just ask for anything and, and hope to receive. Uh, We have to be responsible, and the government has to be responsible as well.
0: Sure. Well, a lot of people would like to see prices come down, or at least prices not rise at quite the rate that they're rising. Okay, that's the wage negotiations, which are in a very different place to where they were were 12 months ago. One of the big surprises, and I, I guess it's worth reiterating, we're only, what, eight days into the year here, not just that decision on whaling. But the presidential election that no one really thought we were going to be having this year. Yeah. Because the current president will have served eight years, that is two terms, by the time this summer comes round. And when he gave his New Year address, no one was expecting him to say this will be my last year.
1: Yeah. Uh, no one was hoping as 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 well. I, th- I think everyone was hoping and uh, expecting that he would stay on for one more term. In total, 12 years, because he said when he was elected in in 2016, he said, I will either stay in power for 8 or 12 years. Mm -hmm. So that's two or three terms in office. Uh, I think most people were expecting that he would go uh, and serve... Full 12 years, uh, but well, he didn't, and now we have a presidential election upcoming, so
0: yeah. And does he hold the record at 92% of the vote? That must be one of the most popular. I think it is. I think (laughs)
1: Vitis Finport, the first female elected president, got uh, 90 something more when she was re elected one time. She got re elected three times, yeah, so served four terms, and I think in one of those re election uh, campaigns, she, she actually gained more of the votes uh, than than did,
0: And for anyone listening outside of Iceland, who's maybe not 100% clear as to how this works, he doesn't have any political power as such. He doesn't make political decisions, or at least the president is not supposed to get involved in politics.
1: There are are two main things that the president does. Uh, In the aftermath of general election, the president holds sort of a ceremonial role of of giving the mandate to form a coalition government. Uh, so he will, the day after an election happens, we mm. know the results. The president uh, calls leader of every party that gained seats in the parliament to his uh, presidential palace in Basastad and holds talks with him mm. and then gives the mandate to form a government to one of these uh, leaders, political leaders. The second uh, thing that the president does is... Uh, is deny he is able to deny to uh, sign laws that the Parliament passes and uh, consequently uh, giving the power to the people. And uh, so we have to uh, vote mm-hmm. uh, on said issue. This has three times occurred in Iceland's history, once in 2004 and then uh, in the Isafe dispute mm. in 2010 and 11 or 2011 and 12, I don't remember. And this is probably the uh, the uh, biggest role that the president plays. Uh, Kvuneti uh never used this power No, uh, vested in the Constitution, but his predecessor did it uh, all of the three times that this has occurred in history.
0: So he or she, they can veto a, a piece of legislation yeah. and throw it to a referendum.
1: Exactly. Essentially. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. And as you say, he's got the power to form coalitions, but presumably that's just based on the arithmetic. He'll look at the numbers and say, well, that's the most likely... Yeah. To be stable, yes, and therefore the person leading that coalition's got the first shot at forming the government. Yeah,
1: I remember in 2013, uh with David Gunnarsson. Now the leader of the Centre Party, he was the leader of the Pro- Progressive Party then. Uh, the Progressive Party after the elections, they weren't the biggest party in mm. Parliament, but they had gained the most. So he was the the outright victor mm-hmm. of of the uh, the election that was held the day before. So he was given the mandate, although he wasn't the biggest. Party in Parliament, he was the biggest victor, a big, the biggest gainer of seats. So yes. th- this is a power that the president essentially has, and and same with David became prime minister after this. So mm. so this and, is quite a huge power.
0: I mean, there was talk of of Catherine, the current prime minister, mm. considering a run for the presidency, which would presumably bring about the end of the government, as we've discussed, because we she'd have to resign as prime minister and presumably resign from her party as well yeah. to be to run for president. Is there any life, any legs to that uh, rumor? I'm not sure uh,
1: if uh, if Gouin hadn't resigned or or was said that he wasn't go- running for re-election, then maybe uh, in four years' time, I think then the government would probably have split up. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, thought that the prime minister, may have resigned or uh, uh, no, well, not not resigned, but uh, Might have been defeated. Y- yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, and maybe had to look for other jobs, and maybe she yeah. would have looked to the presidential post and uh and run for that office but uh now in the middle of uh of a term uh, i'm not sure if uh, if if she will do it i i don't think it has any legs this mm-hmm. uh this theory
0: because she seems to be more popular than her party yes as an individual mm-hmm. and so you can imagine that she might if she were to run she might do quite well
1: yeah uh, she'd probably win, I think, you think De- depending yeah. on who is running against her. But uh, yeah. she would definitely be one of the uh, one of the likely ones yes. in, in that race. Uh, and presidential elections uh, don't come uh, very often yeah. in Iceland. Uh, well, at least not exciting ones. We had one four years ago. It was uh, between the uh, incumbent president and then one other guy, uh, which was never going to win. So it wasn't exciting. So yeah. exciting presidential elections where we skip the party system and just have individuals uh, mm. running against each other. Uh, it's a really exciting time in Iceland and, and and a rare time. So this is going to be competitive. Yeah, I, I hope it will. Yeah. Uh, my guess is in uh, the run-up to the elections, we will see a candidate that is highly likely to win, just as Gruny was highly likely mm. and highly favored to win once he ran and uh, announced his uh, candidacy mm-hmm. uh, in 2016, we'll probably see some sort of figure that we say, oh, yeah, this one is way more likely to win than the others in the race. Uh, who this figure will be, I have no idea, but I think we will see some, uh, a figure that uh, we can predict yeah. that will be probably
0: a likely What record? happens if the government collapses around the time of the presidential election? Do we have the two running at the same time?
1: Wow, well, probably not. We'll probably wait until the fall for the uh, general election, I-, I think, and I hope. Uh, yes. One <laughs> after the other in the span of a week or something would be crazy. Yeah, right?
0: to have the two elections going at the same time. But there's yeah. always a president, of course. So there's always someone to yeah. say, well, you've won the election, or we think you've won the election, therefore you can form the government. Exactly, yeah. okay. okay, let's turn to Grindelig, Uh where the defensive wall, the anti-lava walls... Uh, being built around the town are basically complete, mm-hmm. which yeah. is fantastic work.
1: All but finished, yeah. They're so quick yeah, because this yeah. is a mammoth uh, task that they had. Uh, I don't know how they do it, but yeah, yeah, seemingly finished almost.
0: So we've got these walls around Svatsengi and around the Blue Lagoon, mm-hmm. the power station and the, the tourist attraction. And then on, on, the, on the coast further south, you've got this wall that should protect... Grindavik as well, unless, of course, there's an eruption within the town. But that mm. seems to be very, very unlikely now. Yeah, It's and thought that any future eruption will be to the north of the town. Yeah.
1: And and if we had an eruption inside of the town, walls won't be doing anything. So No. Um, but uh, yeah, this may or may not work. At least it will probably buy uh, civil defense some time to act uh, yes. and, and save valuables or people. Uh, so, so yeah, this is a really good thing and uh, expensive, of course, mm. and people were arguing who was going to pay for this. Why does the government have to pay for this? The voters didn't decide on this. Mm. But uh, arguably something that had to be done. If Grindavík yeah. as a whole would go under lava, that would be way more expensive than yeah. this than yeah. was. So.
0: I've not heard a single person say that this isn't something that should be uh, refused on the basis of money.
1: Now, well, there were some people uh, wondering if there would, if there was going to be a special tax for these walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. A, a new extra tax, uh, which was, I think, an idea. But, but uh, I'm not sure whether they went that way or not. But uh, there was some discussion about it. Yeah. Uh, but... Well, you're
0: right, though. Even, I mean, the cost, even to national uh, disaster insurance, if Glindavik mm. were to be wiped out by lava, would be as well as being utterly tragic, it would yeah. be so much greater than the cost of building these walls, wouldn't Definitely. it? And as we sit here on the 8th of January, a lot of people had felt that by now there would have been another eruption, very close indeed to where the last one took place on the 18th of December. But as we sit here, there isn't one. No,
1: there isn't one. And we don't uh, know if there's going to be. No, but uh, <laughs> but they say that uh, lava is uh, building up under Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, and the scientists have been saying that we would probably see a similar eruption to that of uh, December eighteenth mm. in the very near future. But still, we don't know. Th- that is the uh, the the theme of these uh, discussions that we've had numerous times, Darren. Yeah, uh, we absolutely. We don't know, but
0: uh, we are expecting. I mean, we're just not even two months on from the tenth of November when those earthquakes struck in yeah. and I think if if you if you'd ask someone on the first of November to predict earthquakes that caused a lot of damage followed by weeks of no eruption mm-hmm. followed by a massive eruption that only lasted for 4 days followed by silence mm. i think a lot of people would have said that would be very unlikely yeah sounds
1: like a, a soap opera <laughs> <almost>. <laughs> yes yeah, it's, yes yeah it's very u- unlikely and uh, but uh, such is the land that we live in i guess yeah.
0: Yeah, And it points as well, doesn't it, to what has been suspected now for a few years, which is that the whole peninsula, the whole Rickiness Peninsula, is waking up in mm. an unpredictable way.
1: Yeah. And we might see eruptions and, and seismic activity for centuries. even. Yeah, literally centuries. Yeah.
0: I mean, I was explaining that to someone the other day. I thought I was joking. And I said, you know, <laughs> how long will this go on for? And I said, well, two or three hundred years. Yeah. I mean, really? <laughs> no, really two or three hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite possible, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. We'll perhaps go on for
1: ages, literally.
0: Yes. And... The earthquake or the quake that was felt last week, certainly felt here in the capital, across the capital area, as it turned out, unrelated to any volcanic activity. (laughs) Yeah. You you, you weren't here, were you? No, uh, I was at home.
1: uh, I was doing the dishes and, uh, oh, there we go again. But yeah, uh, yeah, unrelated, I guess.
0: Because it was the first day back for me. It was the... Third, I think, which yeah, would have been yeah, yeah. Wednesday, yeah. and we all sort of looked up and looked at each other, <laughs> to say, "This is it." And of course, everyone started looking at the webcams to yeah. to look for for lava emerging from the ground. But no, we found out that it was unrelated to yeah. uh, any volcanic activity. So, fingers crossed mm-hmm. that we don't get an eruption. Or again, if it happens, it happens in a safe place and doesn't last yep. for very long. It's the best we can hope for, I think, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Well, let's see where we are by the end of 2024. A busy year already. Odder, thank you very much for your time today, you. uh, for going through those stories. Odder Thothersen here at RUV. And this is RUV English, and I'm Darren Adam. You can get in touch with us anytime, of course. English at ruv.is is the email address to use. There is more from RUV English, with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is English. RUV English Radio is a daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, RUV.